Hi, welcome to Piloting. I'm Melissa. And I'm Renee. And we're your hosts. Piloting is a podcast for people who refuse to live on autopilot, where we celebrate risk takers, go-getters, and anyone craving a change. Well, how you doing, Renee? <laughs> I'm doing very well. Um, yeah, it's been lo- I've I've been lovely. How have you been? Um, well, I've been good considering I've been spending the last week with you. Yeah, it's been so nice. <laughs> In Spain. <laughs> And uh, to paint the scene for you, we're currently recording in person this episode together, but we're not in the same room. No. In <laughs> fact, I'm I'm staying in a studio apartment, so I'm recording in the living room, and Melissa has transformed our bathroom into a podcast studio. <laughs> so she's next to the shower. That was the only way we could get the audio to somewhat balance. So thank you yeah. for taking one for the team, Elle. <laughs> uh, yeah, the the, uh, the extra desk fit in here. Um, I'm sitting on the toilet seat with a cushion. Um, but hey, I think we got the sound right. So props to people who do podcasting on the go all the time for every single episode. It's work. I have to get it no right. no idea how people do it. On the go. I mean, I've done it in like hotel rooms while traveling for work when I was staying alone. So it's basically just like being in another bedroom or another living room, but fitting it in around spouses, children, pets, new environments, spotty Wi-Fi. That's really a challenge (laughs) to say the least. (laughs) And right before we came on here too, obviously we're sharing the same Wi-Fi. It kicked us off. (laughs) Right before we started recording. So <laughs> life likes to keep you nimble. It just likes to keep you on your toes to see, can you think fast? Like, how are things going? And I'm like, mm, not right now, life. Can you just make it easy for a second? <laughs> um, but other than that, yes, we've been spending the last week together in Malaga. Um, we had a couple beach days, a lot of fun uh, exploration of some of the city nearby towns. Like we went to Cordoba, for example. Um, it's very hot here. Oh my goodness. Asterisk, asterisk. I co-signed that. Yes. So, um, thankfully Renee was like, you need to bring a hat. And I've never in my life worn (laughs) and needed a hat this badly. Um, yeah, it's hot. But it's beautiful. <laughs> Isn't that live though? It's hot, but it's beautiful. I feel like that statement. <laughs> I can apply to a lot of things. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're, you know, we're we're having like 15 hour days with like five hours of sleep. We've ridden trains, buses, taxis, Ubers, um, walk walking at least like 15,000 miles a day. Oh my gosh. Yeah. At least. At least 20,000 plus least. step days. We're crushing it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we have to be better about posting pictures in real time, but we're just living in the moment, enjoying the moment and soaking it up. Um, and now we get to end my part of the trip recording. So that's exciting. That is really fun. And we're talking about a fun topic this week too. Um, I feel like many of our topics, um, and this is just a function of who we are as people, have been very action oriented 
giving feedback or receiving feedback and moving to another country and like, what are you doing? What are, how are you moving? How are you acting? And today we wanted to talk about the flip side of that, which is also a verb. And that is rest. How are you resting, taking care of yourself, focusing on wellness and why that is just as important in the piloting journey as it is to grind and act and do. Yes. Um, And I think, you know, self-care, your wellness, your well-being, however you want to label it, um, we have to be super intentional about it. And I know I tend to not be the greatest at it. Like, you know, sometimes I have to really remind myself to do this and why it's important and why it matters. Um, And I know you, Renee, I've dubbed you the self-care queen. And so (laughs) I'm intrigued to hear all of your tips and tricks as we get into talking about self-care more and piloting. Um, I just, for me, I think self-care, I see it as probably one of the, one of the most important relationships that you need to have um, that tends to be forgotten and that's the what's the most important relationship we have, and I would argue it's ourselves. And so self care kind of is the the center of that. Um, and it looks like it looks different for each and every person. I think we've been told self care it doesn't necessarily. I mean, you can go you can go bougie, and I love this part of self care, which is like the spas and the wellness treatments and all that stuff. But there's a lot of other things that define self-care as well. And it doesn't have to be so expensive and time consuming. That's what I was going to get at is just opening up the definition of self-care because I think you're right. It has become very much a buzzword in the last maybe decade or so. It's very commodified and it's tied to how much you're spending on facials, getting your nails done. Um, doing expensive Silicon Valley biohacking trends. like, And those things are a part of self-care, but self-care can also be getting the right amount of sleep every night. It can be taking strategic breaks throughout the workday so that you are not destroying your posture um, and that you're also just taking care of yourself during you know, while you're moving, it, it doesn't always have to be tied to beauty and aesthetics mm-hmm. and vanity. A lot of it is, you know, eating well, you know, eating nutritious meals. I, I think that part gets lost. And I think some of the most, the more basic, fundamental, unglamorous parts of self-care are the parts that are most impactful and just setting yourself up for success. Like I know if I miss a facial, I can still perform well at work. If I don't get enough sleep, that's a different story. (laughs) So Mm. it is important to kind of recognize how different things are on the spectrum or in this ecosystem of self-care that we're not prioritizing a blowout over stress management tools, for example. Mm. Yeah, that's a good point. Like we have this umbrella of self-care as those things, the things that you need to spend money on, the things that would be filed under beauty, et cetera, et cetera. But I think for me, like fundamentally where self-care starts, and this is 
something that I'm continuing to work on, and I'm not saying this because I'm good at it. I'm saying it because I'm not the greatest at it, is that self-care is listening. And it's listening to yourself through the very, very noisy lives that we have. Um, And so understanding like, okay, here's what's best for me in this moment. Mm -hmm. Here's Here are the things that I know that if I do, it's going to make my life feel more manageable, more easier, less stressful. Um, And that could look like a lot for people. Like definitely um, you're the one who told me this. It might have been off the pod or on the pod. Now I'm getting um, confused from all of our conversations. But we were talking about morning routines and you mentioned – Um, You might have read it somewhere that one of the best ways to start your morning is to do something for yourself. Oh, yeah. I I heard someone else say that a couple of years ago and I've just stuck with it. Um, it, It's it's really stuck with me. Yeah. Um, And that's something where I'm like, "Mm, I'm glad that you said that because now when I think about it, usually the first thing that I wake up is taking care of my dog or (laughs) rolling into a meeting. (laughs) And it does matter um, not taking that – I mean, it. in a morning routine, like <laughs> all these like Insta, Insta folks have these like two-hour morning routines and I'm like, good for y'all. Um, I don't think I have that kind of lifestyle. And so it doesn't have to look like that. Not everybody has two hours in the morning to do as they please. But even if it's 10 to 15 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, two minutes – um, and only you really know what you really know what's the most effective for you. So for me, I know I tend to get overwhelmed if I have too many things to do. Even if it's for myself, I get overwhelmed. And I'm like, okay, I have to do this. I have to take these vitamins. And I have to drink a glass of water. And I have to do this. And mm-hmm. I have to do that. And after that. Because what happens is I end up if I don't do it, I end up just feeling like I'm like failing a little bit. Um, and so I know I need to do things that are more manageable. Like, okay, I might not journal every day, but maybe I journal once a week because I know personally I have reaped positive benefits from that. Um, yeah. What about you? I know you're the one who told me about the morning routine. Um, yeah. My morning routine varies. I would say when I am on and it, it, like sometimes I'll have like a couple months where I'm in a good stretch. So for example, in 2020 when everything was being really chaotic, I actually developed a really great morning routine that year and I woke up every morning um I didn't dive into my phone. I just gave it a quick look to make sure there were no like text messages from like a family member that something serious was going on, but I didn't like look at social media or anything. And I went straight into a 20 minute stretch session. I started meditating and I would occasionally read a little bit. Um, Usually not fiction. I would try and read something for myself. And I think that routine, which I had for a couple of months really grounded me and I I eventually became burnt out as I've talked about on this podcast before, but I think having that routine delayed the inevitable crash by like six months. I I definitely bought myself time by having that 
grounding routine. Now I'm not as disciplined with it anymore. Um, and I can feel it sometimes. Like if I wake up and I go to Pilates class, I get a smoothie or I make my own breakfast. Like I feel really good, but we've talked about this before. Like I'm not a morning person. So waking up at five or 6am to fit in the things I need to do before my work day starts. And I, I work like sort of typical office hours. So it's an earlier morning start. It's just, it's hard for me to be consistent with that. That's just not how my energy cycles move. So being here in Spain has been in a way an act of self-care because my workday starts later. So I have tons of time in the morning to do these things that help ground me and energize me for the day. And I can start my day for myself before I have to dive into, you know, work. Spain, Spain is the ultimate self-care. <laughs> it's been a self-care moment for me as well in different ways, in different and similar ways. And I think most of the time, I know for for one, something that always causes me stress, specifically in the realm of self-care, is that money spent. And it's so hard for me to justify spending money Um I mean, I can every now and then, like, it's either one or the, it's either one or the other, like, screw it. Let me buy this $200 meal. Or I think you sent me this reel too of like, uh, I don't really want to spend $50 on this massage or something. And I just need to remind myself that when like this, you know, like this trip, for example, like it's not cheap to fly and it's not cheap to take time out of your life and, you know, you're not cooking. And so you're spending money eating out. You're having to spend money on transportation because you're not driving your car and all that stuff adds up. And sometimes I've noticed myself get like, oh no, am I like spending too much? And then I think about the experience that I'm having and the how much it's positively benefited me in this last week. And I really needed this week. And I'm like, you know what? Even though it has a cost, there is also another cost of not doing it hmm. and which one at the moment is more expensive to you. And for me right now, not like saving the money I spent on like a, all the money that we spent this week, plus all, you know, the money spent on the flight and sure I could have kept that money and not spent it and then spent my week at home. Um, but what does it cost me? You know what I mean? I'm missing out on quality time spent with you. I'm missing out on me just being able to take a pause from my everyday life and, you know, go back to a place that I know is, I, I you know, um, I, I've lost, I love Spain. And so it's really a big part of my heart and, um, you know, and all just all the ups and downs of life's mm-hmm. <laughs> of life's little roller coaster. And, uh, teaser. We'll talk about this on another episode of <laughs> another episode of our podcast. But um, you know, I'm going through quite a pivot in my career, and Spain just happened to land at a really perfect time for that. And I just think if I was at home dealing with that versus you know here dealing with that, I feel like I was able to process it in a much healthier way than I might have done it at home. Um, Yeah, I I really like what you said about weighing the costs of, you know, what's more expensive to you at the time. I think money is a big stressor for many people. Um, 
it's been a big stressor for me in my life. Like I spent most of my 20s in credit card debt. And there were periods where I didn't think about it. I was just, just like, this is what it is. Everyone has some, like, we're just going to roll with it. And at the time, the things I was investing in, like travel and experiences, felt like they were the bigger priorities. And then there were other seasons where it was causing me anxiety. And that's what eventually like propelled me to make some changes and and work to get out of credit card debt. But yeah, you do have to just weigh, you know, at, at different moments in your time, what what's more expensive. And I think in terms of piloting too, there are going to be seasons where you have to work really hard. Like one of my favorite influencers, she's a finance influencer, um, Tiffany Alice, the budget nista is her name. I'll, I'll link her in the show notes. But she talks a lot about how there are seasons in life where you have to kind of plant the seeds, do the hard work, and there's seasons where you get to sow the harvest and reap the benefits. Mm. And so even within taking care of yourself and self-care, there is that doesn't mean that you're not going to work late nights sometimes. That doesn't mean that you're not going to exert yourself. There is a balance, but you do have to you have to, like you said at the beginning, listen to yourself and check in on, is this the right amount of effort to be putting in? Is this appropriate for me to be putting more time in now? Is is this a season of planting, which is a part of mm-hmm. life? Or is this a recipe for burnout because I'm not planting seeds? I'm just like digging around in the dirt because someone told me to. Um, and so a lot of that self-awareness is, I think, a part, a part of self-care. Um, I did just, I wanted to share, um, while preparing for this conversation. So if any of you haven't read Ariana Huffington's book, Thrive, uh, the third metric to redefining success and creating a life of well-being, wisdom, and wonder, I highly, 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 highly recommend it. I feel like oftentimes when I get information about taking care of yourself and wellness, the sources are mixed. Sometimes it's people who are really credited and sometimes it's just people like me who just have some opinions and made cool graphics on Instagram. And (laughs) hearing from Ariana Huffington, because her book Thrive is all about the benefits of sleep, meditation, taking care of yourself. Like I think she opens the book, if my memory serves correctly, talking about a time where she was so exhausted and overworked that she collapsed and hit her head. And it could have been extremely serious. You know, like head injuries can cause death. They can cause like lifelong impairment moving forward if you do survive. And so that sort of breaking point in her life kind of pivoted a new way that she looked at success. And I think if you are someone who is looking to pilot and try something new and you want to just get a really good perspective about the balance. You don't want someone just telling you, oh, you're working too hard all the time. Oh, don't do anything that stresses you out. And you're like, okay, but like, I understand that I'm not going to get to where I need to go without a little bit of healthy stress. I think hearing from someone of her level of success, I mean, the Huffington Post's global media empire... I think she has a really, she does a really good job in the book at like balancing why these things are so important to prioritize self-care. And it's not coming from a space of, 
I just don't want to put in any effort. Anything that goes beyond 100% is automatically a no. It's someone who knows how to work hard, but also understands the value of prioritizing wellness. And so I just think it's, it's a fun perspective to balance with, you know, other people who are like, I'm a yogi all day. And it's like, okay, well, you and I have like a very different work day. Like you, like you, you we experience different levels of stress. So um, I'll link it in the show notes. It's a, it's a really, it's a really good book. And she just talks about all the ways that you can still work hard without letting grind culture, hustle culture, destroy your physical body and the, or, or your spirit in the process. Mm. Yeah, that's a that's an important uh, character trait and habit to exercise. And I wasn't quite great at that in earlier parts of my career. I feel like I've I've gotten a little bit better at that this last year, but I think it's something you always have to work on. And I'm I'm in this period of. I am not burnt out, which is a great sign. (laughs) I've been there. Um, I've crawled out of it. And it's a place that I never want to go again. And so for me, I think that balance is something that I'm always going to try to – it's always going to be at the top of mind for me. It's like how do I continue to grow – and work hard in my career and show and show up in my workplace as someone who gives a shit and will, you know, just so, and, and someone who thrives and does well in, in their career, but also balance that with this other part of me inside of me that also recognizes work is not everything. And I am not defined by my title and who hires me. Um, and so that's, <laughs> I think exercising self-care, taking care of like my body, taking care of my emotions and my mental space will help me get there and not think that one can't exist without the other. They can actually exist and they can coexist and they can coexist really well. And it takes efforts on both ends and that I'm really the the helmsman of the ship to to define that, not allowing my work to necessarily define every single moment of my day also recognizing, but it's not just also me. It's, it's also finding that community of people that you're working with to respect that. Right. So like boundaries are coming back into play. Um, you know, and and anything that you feel like centers you positively and people who center you positively. Um, and so I'm, you know, self-care, self-care is, a lifelong journey. I'm still trying to figure it out as well. Um, one thing I will share that, and I've been horrible at keeping up with this, but once upon a time, I don't think she, I don't think she creates content or is online anymore. Um, so I don't know if I can link anything out. She might've removed her Instagram, but, uh, this influencer shared this, thing on her Instagram one time called her well-being list. And she talked about this list as something that is very unique to your own. Like your her list and my list and your list are not ever going to be the same. But it's a list that she brings up every single day. And she tries to at least do a couple of those things a day. And she might have called it, 
I'm not sure if she called it a well-being list or maybe I adopted that idea and then I I called it my well-being list. I don't know. The details are fuzzy. But I started my own well-being list and I made this like graphic for it because it just makes things look prettier um, where I, I thought about, okay, if I, and every single day of my life, if I could do two or three of these things on here, it will center me. It'll make me feel better about my day, make me feel productive, but it'll also just like warm my heart. And for example, for me, and and these th- some of these things like don't cost a thing. Like these are not like go get a deep tissue massage or, you know, get a facial. Um, but some of these things for me were just like stretch. Stretching makes me feel better. Mm-hmm. Um, this one bullet just says, close your eyes, taking a moment to be present. Um, love on Frank, which is my dog. So spending, you know, very present, having being present in the space with my dog, spending time with him. Um, I used to bullet journal a lot. I don't quite do that anymore, but that was something that brought me a lot of joy. Enjoying a cup of distractionless tea, reading a book, thrifting is on my list, sitting outside, um, organizing. (laughs) Organizing is part of my well-being list, just clearing out a drawer and making sense of it. Um, So that for me has been probably one of the more impactful self-care exercises even though I don't actively do it. But now that I'm looking at this list, I think, and let's say in the past like three months, I definitely have done one, one to three of these things every day on this list. So yeah, I'll link, I'll link that. I think I have it on my Instagram. If not, I'll share it on our story or something. So you can take a peek at it. That's nice. Um, It is nice to have them written down, especially because I feel like you're someone who likes lists and like having it to refer back to. So I love lists. Yeah. <laughs> no, that, that's good to have that, to have that in writing um, that you can look at. I think, I think it's just so important. And, and I, I, it's, it's sad the way that we've really perverted the word like self-care mm-hmm. and wellness, because I do think it gets kind of dismissed and people just think, oh, you want to get a manicure at work. Like, and it's like, no, I, people want to think about their mental health. And I, I don't know, I just keep going back to if I'm starting something new and, and I've spoken to some friends who are going through their own journeys, either starting businesses, pursuing other opportunities alongside a full-time job. And the big things they tell me that keep them up at night, it's usually not all the new skills they necessarily have to learn or, you know, those practical things, it's finding the time to take care of themselves. It's what I hear is not, oh, I now have to, you know, focus on this project. It's more, I feel overwhelmed by all the things I have to do, or I don't have time to do my usual routines because I'm doing something else in the morning or in the evening. And, and I think that I would hate for just not taking care of yourself to hold people back from bringing all of their amazing energy and great ideas and dreams and positive impacts to the world that it is really important to take, to take that time. And I think, you know, you mentioned this 
if you do not work for yourself, which, you know, many people don't, many people work in an organization and work for someone else to really connect with your company. If you have that sort of agency or, you know, line of conversation to decision makers about the importance of, of well-being and, and to see what your company can offer. I know, um, like in 2021 in particular, during the great resignation, a lot of companies were upping their wellness perks for employees because a lot of the reasons people cited for what they call voluntary turnover, which means like I've chosen to leave the job. I wasn't fired or laid off. Um, is because of, you know, wellness reasons. Like I feel burnt out. I feel like my mental health is being impacted by the job. And, and there are a lot of statistics um, and studies that show that taking care of yourself obviously benefits you. <laughs> like you have a better day, a better sleep, but it also benefits your company. Um, Gallup, a big research organization, they said that, you know, companies can save like $20 million for every 10,000 workers um, who are struggling or suffering. Um, you lose 15 to 20% of total payroll in these like voluntary turnover mm. costs due to burnout. Like you can really quantify and it's large numbers of time and money, not just for the individual, but for the collective when people aren't taking care of themselves. So I do think we need to look at it as a community priority and not just, oh, he loves to have a tea break in the afternoon. Hoo, hoo, hoo. It's like, <laughs> well, why aren't you taking a tea break? Or if you don't drink tea, what's your, you know, break to take care of yourself? Is it a mm -hmm. couple, is it a walk around a few blocks just to get outside and not be sitting all day? Is it making a quick phone call on your lunch break to someone you love just to have that connection point? Um, like, figure out what that is for you. Like, like you said, with your well-being list, it's going to be wildly different. Like I don't have one written down, but like some of the things on your list I enjoy, but wouldn't, I wouldn't add to my list, but you know, there are other things that do bring me joy. I love stretching. That's the thing we have in common. Um, a different thing I have is I love making like smoothies and yogurt bowls. I love just putting something together that's nutritious and it's visually pleasing. I mean, those are things I care about taking care of myself and like the aesthetics of like beautiful things. So I, I have all, you know, we're all going to have our own different things that you want to do. Some people it's a quick workout. Um, but, but really not, don't, don't make it so much an individual goal. See if you can get the people around you, whether it's your company, um, the people in your household, your friends involved, because I do think it, it should be a collective priority that we all, take care of ourselves in advance. I think focusing on that prevention versus dealing with things once they've escalated to a point where I have cracked and now I'm like in a really tough spot or now my body is breaking down or my emotions are super unstable and, you know, I'm, I'm really struggling. Like let's let, when we're feeling good, let's try and get ahead of the problem and, and focus on the wellness. Yeah. I think, and maybe the word I, I prefer between self-care and wellness I, and all these other words floating around, I think the, the word I prefer is well-being. Mm. Um, I just think it encapsulates more of what self-care and wellness is wanting to be and wanting to do. And you're right. Like there are only, there, there's a lot of things that we can do on an individual basis. 
Um, I do believe in that community mindset, but it's also a society and culture problem that we don't prioritize this. We don't prioritize well, I mean, um, well-being in terms of just the type of culture us Americans have and the relationship we have with work and our relationship we have with strangers, the way that our towns and cities are built and don't allow us, you know, as much time to just walk around and enjoy that and have community spaces. Um, even the way that corporate America is built right now, there's not, you know, we don't have these like fundamental cultural norms in place that allow us to really have more of a well-lived, well, you know, well-lived life. Um, I'm, you know, I don't know a ton about all the different cultures out there and, and what is really working, but just the fact that, you know, some cultures, um, allow you a minimum PTO of several weeks versus 14 days, maternity, 14? paternity. <laughs> I work, there's what I've worked for less. <laughs> I know, right? There's, I worked at a place that was 10 days. I think yours was also yeah, 10 Yeah, mine was 10 11. days and it included sick days. Um, so yeah, if you were someone wild. who caught a cold or like my coworker who she had a pre-existing condition that required her to go to a doctor, I think like three or four times a year to get the special treatment in New Jersey. And so she had to take a half day because like the office isn't open on weekends, she basically forfeited almost half of her measly <laughs> PTO to get treatment for a medical condition. That is in no way like fun time, <laughs> relaxing, you know, recharging. And there was no sort of accommodation for that. Yeah. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Ridic- a parent who have sick kids and you have 10 days. And you have two kids, probably going to get sick right after one another. It's gone. Yeah. You know, and I just think like, I don't have all the answers here, but you know, I think they're what we control is on an individual level. And also that, you know, micro community that you've built around you, um, you know, also your relationship you have with like your family and like your partner. And I think those things can, you can sort of drive some impact on and then just on like a larger scale of some societal issues that we have where we're not prioritizing wellness, we're not prioritizing well-being and um, we're sort of left to just figure it out. <laughs> but, you know, as we think about piloting, maybe I'm, as we're growing softer in my, th- in, in, into our thirties, like, and, and looking back on my 20s and realizing like, wow, girl, I don't know if you really took care of yourself that well, um, but I want to be better. You know, I, I see a lot of taking care of others in my future. And um, in order for me to to do that and do that well and be the kind of mother I want to be one day, I really need to take care of myself first now before all of that sort of rolls out and happens. Um, and I think to doing that, you know, my, my, my mom was pretty good. She, I mean, she had her moments of, um, I, she, I mean, our parents influence us a lot. Right. And so there are a lot of things where I did recognize that she took the time to do something for her. And I saw that I experienced that and I'm like, wow, okay. 
Um, and so I want to do the same for my kids of like, Hey, take care of yourself. And this is how you can do it. Cause mommy's got to take care of herself too. Yeah. I, I, so I could be a better mommy. Yeah. I think, I mean, it definitely makes sense to think about it as you're, as you're moving into that um, phase of life. But I, I think also for people who have no interest in kids, like you're coming into contact with people every day. So it it is something that is worthwhile, even if you're like, I don't see myself as a caretaker in these traditional roles. Like you are someone who is going to interact with people. And if your well-being is off and that means that you are short with people or, you, you know, your moods are more erratic and life's happening. No one's saying you're going to be chip, chip, hooray, like 24-7, like – yeah, no toxic positivity. Yeah, we're not trying to be toxic positive. Yeah, no, you're you're a human being. You're allowed to feel sad. You're allowed to be angry. Like, obviously, those things are important, but it is important to to just you know try your best to bring your best version of yourself, whatever that looks like, and whoever she or he or you know you are um, to the table because you know you don't know these chance small encounters you have with people can leave can leave a mark and in a positive way or or a not so positive way so it's something we should all all be thinking about um just taking care of ourselves mm-hmm. so we can show up better for others whether they're people we love like a partner or a child or just like a stranger on the street it's contagious right like emotions emotions feelings are contagious and if i'm um, you know at, we've encountered a lot of like random people here in Spain and I've just been like, wow, I love their energy. <laughs> and you don't, I'm sure I'm, I may not ever see this person ever again, but the fact that he's already made an impression of me and I'm like, I love the energy that he's bringing to this restaurant and how he answered a simple question at a quick tangent story of like how to go into this bathroom and I couldn't open the door and he was just like in, he was speaking in Spanish, but he was like, "Oh, it's magic, magica, see?" And then he like did this magic trick and just like open, like quote magic trick and open the door, and that made me cackle. <laughs> I was like, "This is hilarious." I was, I was like, "Is this someone who worked at the like who is he?" <laughs> yeah, he worked at the okay. restaurant. He was yeah, he was the one who like sat us down. He just had this like great smile on his face. And then I couldn't understand like how the light worked. And I was like, uh, the light, you know, how do you, how do you turn it on? And it, it was a sensor. It was a motion sensor light. But instead of being like, oh, just like wave your hand. He was like, dance. <laughs> He's like, just dance. Move your arms up like this and dance. And then I, I kind of like did it and it worked and it just made my day. I was just like, okay, wow, love this. The fact that I'm just like some random person. Um, and I mean, he's working, but yeah, he's stressed out, but he still managed to take a moment to tell me how to open the door versus being frustrated because I'm sure I am the like 200th person of the day to ask about this damn door. Um, instead of giving me that sort of like energy and attitude, he made me smile about it and turned that. Yeah. And so I guess long story short, what I'm saying is the type of energy you put you put out into the world is contagious, is recognizable, does leave an impression. Um, and also just giving each other grace too. I don't always show up with the most like patience and the most like calmness. And 
Um, so I try to understand it when someone else doesn't either. And I'm like, okay, I see you. I feel you. It's okay. We're all in this human experience together. Um, yeah. Any last remaining thoughts around self-care and I just see it. Yeah. I, I just see it. So it just bleeds into so many parts of our lives and, you know, while I'm in this next uh, chapter of my career, this especially, this area is especially like really highlighted for me to understand sort of what my next step um, needs to be and, and what I want to pilot next in in my career and in, in my life. Yeah. Um, no, I don't think I, I think my only final thoughts is just, you know, repeating things we've already said is that. I think it's so important for you to bring to the world the things that will bring you joy and the things that you're excited to do and be. And it's so much easier to to put the effort into that energy if you're taking care of yourself. If you think you're going to be a phenomenal chef, like it, it's not going to serve you to be you know, really destroying yourself ragged, whether or not that's the culture of your industry or your workplace. Like, I think you, you can be, you can best be your, I'm saying like so many words, you can, it's easier (laughs) to be your best self when you're taking care of yourself. And I think doing that is not, it's not centered in vanity. It's not centered in, oh, I'm so fancy. I just have to pamper myself all the time. It's fine if that's what you like to do. But, you know, it's also fine if you just recognize that. I, I view it as a, an important part of just staying healthy. You go to the doctor, get a physical every year. You, like, go to the dentist twice a year. In between these really few and far between appointments, I think you have to work on just sort of general well-being on the in-between moments. And so I think you should prioritize it like an appointment. Like it's something you should do so that you can mm-hmm. bring your best self and ideas and and products and energy to the world and the people you encounter. Love it. Um, what was that? What did you say about bringing your best self again? I don't know because I jumbled <laughs> so many words. To, I still don't know what it is. Um, I think I said like <laughs> – Taking care of yourself makes it easier to bring your best self yeah. to the world so, or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that's a mic drop. That's why I wanted to, <laughs> to ask Clumsy. A mic fumble. But, but we, we got there. <laughs> Thank you. We got there. <laughs> um, what's your gold star of the week? Um, keeping with the theme of self-care uh, – my gold star is a wellness spot that I've been to a couple times in New York City that I really enjoy. It's called Bathhouse. It's in Brooklyn, New York. It's in the Williamsburg neighborhood for people who are familiar. And what I like about Bathhouse, they describe themselves as a home for people who strive to look, feel, and perform their very best. I like that focus on performance and recovery. It's not, I mean, the space itself is beautiful. It's really well designed and it's stunning, but it's not really a beauty spot. A lot of athletes and people who, you know, work their bodies really hard 
go there. Um, also regular people like me who should be working their bodies harder, to be quite honest, <laughs> go there also. Um, but it's a collection of saunas, cold plunges, um, and baths. And you can get some select services like you can get massage. Again, the massage is focused more on sports recovery and like functional massages, not necessarily. Let's mist you with four different aromas and like stroke feathers on your back. Like it's very functional focused. And I like it. it it's a very restful day or a couple of hours whenever I go. I like, again, the focus on just taking care of yourself. And whenever I've been, um, it, it's quite communal. It's It's modeled after other cultures that have a strong sauna culture, like, you know, like Nordic countries, like Sweden, Norway, Denmark, Asian cultures, basically everywhere in the world has a sauna wellness culture, but America. Um, so it's modeled after some of that. And it's just a good, it's a good time. I've always met some interesting people in there and who just share that focus on wanting to take care of yourself and not, not making a big deal out of it. It's like, let's just focus on ourselves, but it's, it's bathhouse. It's really great. So I just want to give them a shout out. What about you? What, what's your gold star this week? It's somewhat related actually, because we went to a bathhouse in Cordoba. I knew you were going to do that. And <laughs> it was my first one. I mean, we'll, we'll share which one we went to. Um, it was a beautiful place, but my gold star is related to the bathhouse. Ah. Um, and it's actually the cold plunge of the bathhouse. So Renee's the one who taught me about the circuit. Uh, this was like my first first time <laughs> um, little bathhouse version over here. And the cold plunge is essentially the last part of the circuit. And I don't how cold was that water? Temperature like degrees. I have no idea. But it was it was cool. It, cold. It was cool. Yeah, yeah, very cold. Probably not the coldest, but it was cold, yeah. and um, it was really the first time I've done like a cold plunge. And I'm not like a cold plunge expert by any means, um, but I know that there's like a lot of health and wellness benefits of doing a cold plunge. Like, men- it, it just puts you in a good mental space. Mental space. It's um, honestly like a really meditative practice of just being present. Um, if I know a lot of athletes do cold plunges after hardcore workouts because they're, um, what is it? They just, their body aches and pains. It helps reduce that. It helps with injury recovery. Um, but from it re- decreases inflammation. But I think for me, I just, I've never done that before. And usually I'd be like, oh, it's too cold. I don't want to do it. And I just like did it. And so by the third time we did it, that was like the best one out of my three. Yeah, you were And so it just – yeah, this lady even complimented us. She's like, wow, you girls just like went in there. And we were in there for a while. So yeah, my gold star is cold plunges. Um, shout out to Eric, my husband, for – it, even introducing me to cold plunges in general, like five years ago. And here I am five years later, finally did one. <laughs> I got there. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. No, I really, I want to be good at the cold plunges. I'm, I'm not good. And, and the circuit that Melissa was mentioning is that you're supposed to cycle through different temperatures to shock the system. Um, it's called hormetic stress. It's it's when you put good stress on the body by like extreme temperature variation. So you start and like, 
lukewarm kind of water. Mm-hmm. You move yourself into hotter temperatures, either through sauna, steam rooms, hot tubs. You know, you get yourself really hot and then you go from really hot to go straight into the cold plunge. And that shock to the system is good stress. Um, obviously do that under supervision. You know, don't just like yeah. start jumping into like an icy lake in February <laughs> without any oh sort of medical supervision. <laughs> but it is it is quite good for the body. It's something I'm I'm trying to get better at. Everyone I know who's good at it, their bodies are just so shredded and their men their like mental energy is so bright and they, they just have such good focus. Yeah. I, that's the I part that I'm there. like I want. I know. I want the mental the mental strength. I want that Wim Hof vibe. Also, fun fact, my grand aunt died shortly before turning 101 and she was like bright up until like a couple months before she died. She was at her 100th birthday party. She was cracking jokes. She read a speech. She was moving and grooving, <laughs> really like a good model of aging well um, as a centenarian. And when I would ask her, I was like, what's your secret to living so long and living long well, you know? She always said, I take cold showers every day. And now that science is backing up her crazy old Jamaican theory, I am mm. I'm I'm all about it. Like I need to get more comfortable mm. with this. <laughs> I will say being in Malaga past week has helped me lower the temperature of the shower. God, I like so hot here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it like makes you I mean, the amount of sun that we got, the amount of walking we did, the amount of cold showers that I've taken. I mean, it was cold jumping into the into the Mediterranean. Yeah, we've just been living a self care wellness. So, well, we're basically <laughs> wellness and well being influencers. No, we're not. We have a lot. No, we're not to learn, <laughs> especially for me with stress management. That's like one of my big. Maybe that'll be the goal I tackle well, next year. I think- I think it makes us even more relatable because we're on this journey and we don't know when we don't know everything. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, it definitely makes us relatable. I I just want to be better. (laughs) I appreciate that I'm not alone. (laughs) Um. Okay. And what are you manifesting? Um. So my manifestation actually came. I don't know. This is a weird like fitness well being. Um, whole this week. But this manifestation actually came, I saw it on Instagram from the Ethos Athletic Club. It's a gym kind of fitness center in Charleston, South Carolina. I don't know how I ended up on this page because I've never been there. But I like their Instagram. And there was a quote on there from William James that says, act as if what you do make a, makes a difference. It does. And I just like that manifestation, just remembering that my actions and my choices do affect people either in major ways or really small ways. And to just keep keep that in mind um, before I react and respond or proactively choose to do things, just remember that it does make a difference. And so mm. try and be intentional and thoughtful um, about the things I do. I like that. Um, Thank you. Mine, mine again is related to our topic. I didn't mean to, but it did. And this comes from Jules Acri. She's like a content creator, YouTube. Um, she has like a YouTube channel, and she also has this email newsletter that's been one of my favorites. Um, 
and that's her slow brew Sunday. So in that, she has a section that's called like this week's intentions. And normally like I connect to those intentions pretty spot on, but this one was just like, love it. And it was my mental, physical, and emotional well-being is a measure of success. Mm, And it's just a really good reminder for me. I know I touched on it earlier, but I'm going through some things in my career. And so right now, um, it's just a good reminder to define that there are so many other ways to define success outside of my career. And so I'm manifesting this new chapter to spend time on those things. Um, to really understand and work on my mental, physical, and emotional well-being. And now I get the opportunity to do that. And I just thought like, wow, happenstance. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I love, I love so that. serendipitous. <laughs> I love that quote. And I, and I love that you are able, or not even able, that you're choosing to focus on that. Um Mm-hmm. In, in this next season. That's awesome. It comes, it com- everything comes with a cost, but I'm just trying to weigh those costs. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is the, the rod I'm choosing today. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see how, we'll see how I feel tomorrow. I mean, listen, you've got one body, mind, soul for this life. You have, you know what I mean? You have to take care of it. It's the only one you're going to travel in, in this lifetime. So yeah, I yeah. think it's, I think it's great. So thank you, Jules, for sharing that. Thanks, Jules. Um, yeah, I'll share her email sign up there as well. She's got like the loveliest content. She's a huge Notion user, Renee. So I need someone to yeah. teach me how to use Notion. I like I have it on all my devices and it just is so it confuses me because I I just like efficiency. I I hate being bogged down in process. That is the biggest frustration I, I have with like certain corporate like work is that I'm just like, we're just all of this red tape and process, but people love notion. So I know I just need to crack the code and then I'll, I'll yeah, be obsessed. A, it's, it's on my thing list of things to learn. A mini little cult coming around notion. It does take time to figure out what works best for you on notion. Like I'm still working on that, but it's like a, it, it's a mix of being able I don't even know how to describe it. It's like a mix of Evernote, if you ever use that. Yeah, just like I like a, a tool to like have documents and spreadsheets. Um, but it's also a project management tool. So you could use it as a collaborative way to um, do like streamline project progress and things like that. Um, so we'll have to – I'll share a link on Notion. I am not a Notion expert. Definitely – buy or use templates that people have created and that has changed my life. That's what I need, it's the templates. People doing the work already and then me just being able to benefit from it versus me. And then once you get the hang of it, then you can sort of like customize your own to be like, okay, I don't need that column. I don't actually care about these things when I'm traveling. So I don't really want those sections, you know, and then you start to customize it. But she's a great, she's, She's a great resource for that as well. And I don't know. She just has a very like calming energy about her and um, probably one of my favorite YouTubers to just watch. Hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> um, yeah. um, well, before we end this, just another friendly reminder that on August 2nd, we're doing our third book club 
episode. And we're reading Atomic Habits, An Easy and Proven Way to Build Good Habits and Break Bad Ones by James Clear. Um, so that's also on my list for this next couple of weeks is taking all the notes on this book. And I'm really excited for y'all to join the conversation about that. Awesome. Me too. I, I also haven't started the book, so that is my homework. Me too. Well. <laughs> In the next couple of weeks. <laughs> We've been saying, hey, we're doing this episode. <laughs> we haven't read the book yet, I sh- but we will. I read one page on the beach and was like, this is not a beach read. <laughs> I moved on to something else. <laughs> but I'm excited about uh, it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, this has been a great trip. <laughs> Thank you, Renee. Oh, uh, it's been great for then- me. <laughs> And also thank you all for joining us this week and we'll see you next week. All right. Bye everyone. Thank you. Bye. Bye.